Want to go on a road trip? Then hitch a ride with Hayley. Would you go with me? If we were lost in fields of clover. Wednesdays, 10 a.m. UK time on Line Dancer Radio. And you're listening to me, Hayley Wheatley. It's great to have you already and welcome hitchhikers. We're raring to go. Sandra Burns, how lovely to have you with us first thing this morning. Great to see you checking in. Also, welcome, welcome to Daniel Dykemans. He's saying good morning, Hayley, Sandra and everyone. Marion Armstrong, welcome back. Good morning, Hayley. Morning, everyone. And Jim Sankiewicz is in the house too. Good morning, one and all from this Christmas special. You've watched in the last couple of weeks and then we know if we're looking at watching something this week that we have some great ideas at hand. Fact of the day, Queen Ants can live to be 30 years old, giving them one of the most extended lifespans of any known insects. 
that's pretty cool. They're, they're pretty important ants, I guess. So my week's been a bit crazy. I started you off with a Latino track already this week, and that's because I was back on Streamline to start off my Monday with that particular Latino track. Uh, and I'm not so good at rolling my R's. I don't know if you are good at rolling your R's, uh, especially if you're from Scotland. It should come quite easily to you. Uh, if you're in the chat room, I'd love to. Or are you just chilling back and waiting for Christmas to make its arrival? Okay, we're going to head off into another song. I am actually going to take you to China first today. We've been to China in the past weeks, but now we've been there. Where should we go next? Well, I have the perfect plan for us. We're going to go to Sichuan and Yunnan in China and see what we can see while we're there. First track today, it has stuff before. She's great. She's called Janet Gee. And this is one of her choreographies. And I'm playing this one again, actually. Really like it. It's called Wings of an Angel. doing Sandra Burns I love your gif there I love Wednesdays I do too ah oh. and of course we were talking about being head over heels Jim Sankovic has put head over boots for you head over boots is a much more appropriate phrase for us line dancers of course and I was asking who can roll their r's or trill their r's and had the opportunity of visiting Yunnan and, and Sichuan uh, well known for its spicy food about 10 years ago well that is awesome that is a great comment thank Thank you for that one. Actually, China is a place I've always wanted to visit. I've read about it. Uh, it's a rich culture in books, and it is definitely on my bucket to-do list. Called Christmas Waltz, Christmas with the Darlings, and Christmas at the Starlight, which stars one of my favourite Hallmark movie actors. Not many specials have been on yet, but always tune into the original How the Grinch special, even though. I own it on DVD. Ah, so some great recommendations of Christmas movies there. Um, we were talking again um, in a group, a university group, I mean, about what the best Christmas movies, how cool that, that ho the Hallmark Channel is there. So if you haven't checked that 
out. Just some great recommendations from Jim there. <laughs> Sandra Burns, rolling your R's fantastically there for me. Of course, it's so easy if you grow up in Scotland. I, sh I say easy, but... Uh, so, listen, guys, buckle up. We're going to go, and I'm going to take you on this journey here. Now, this is a little three-day journey before our next track. Uh, now, this part of China that we're going to is vast, but a tightly planned fortnight would be enough if you wanted to see the highlights of here. From Sichuan's food scene, which is spicy, as HP mentioned, to Yunnan. If you go into the city's leisurely at a leisurely pace uh, you can have tea in the centuries-old Wenshu mon monastery and then take your pick of the wonton stalls and noodle shops around it next head south to discover Kwanzai Alley a tangle of the uh, this is from the Qing dynasty shrine to the three kingdoms in our second day before heading east for Lishan's 71 meter giant Buddha and if you look this up actually if you google giant Buddha you'll probably see this it's the largest and tallest stone Buddha statue on earth and stairs there can take you right up close to this but you can also opt for a boat tour if you're not good with heights. Windhorse tour over there by Mount Emmy will take you all around and up to the statue. And uh, the tour can be expensive. It's the equivalent of about £214. This is one of those sad moments where they had a workshop planned, I think with Gary O'Reilly too. lovely bright sunny one to hit off this cold day it's certainly cold where I am I don't know about where you are how the weather is but that is uh, the Ale Playa which means at the beach and the dance is called let's party of course we're in China and we're celebrating some things there but I'm gonna just check in because we're also talking about Christmas movies in the chat room and we have a great little gif party here 
Sandra Burns has put an elf gif there. That is a really cool movie. And of course, my mum's favourite and one that I love too, Sandra Shedd. It's a wonderful life gif there. We've also got, I think that's Miracle on 42nd Street. Do we have the modern one with Mara Wilson there? And Jim, is that the original Miracle uh, I see? I had to add Home Alone to the mix too. Reminds me so much of being a kid and knowing that Christmas is coming. Fact. And then she's put in brackets now that I'm out of work. And there's a little crying face right at the end. And a great gif missed you, have I? Oh, Sarah, I've missed you so much. And New Year parties that probably aren't going to happen. Well, most definitely where I live, not going to happen this year. Let's take ourselves away from it for a moment and just enjoy some of the sights in China. We've had three days here already. Can you believe how fast those three days rush past? Well, here we are. We're going to have day four and I'm going to take you to Juzegu and Huang, Huanglong. And uh, if we have been just in that area in Chengdu, we're going to take the Tea Horse Road trade route. This is connecting uh, Sichuan, Yunnan and Tibet and settlements of the Tibetan and the Chang people. Sichuan Fun can tailor a tour here if you want to head out here. And I'm hoping travel will be on the cards for 2021 if you want to. Uh, not cheap though, £350 per person for that tour. So let's just have a little tour there and then let's go and take a 90 minute flight for the next few days uh, to Dali. We can see Yunnan's highlights with the wonders of Yunnan and if you see my pictures, uh, my picture as I started in the chat room, if you're in the chat room, you'll see that great picture there of that uh, lovely little temple. Uh, Dali's 14th century old town lies near the edge of the ear-shaped Erhai Lake where the local Bai people do a roaring trade in three-course tea ceremonies and tie-dyed fabrics. Not to be outdone nearby Liyang as has its own bustling old town where the Yi and Naxi folk sell hand-woven scarves and pu'er tea. That sounds amazing. The thundering rapids at Tiger Leaping Gorge and Jade Dragon Snow Mountain's majestic peaks are both en route to Shangri-La. As an author James Hilton imagined on not the 3,300 meters above sea level, its architect architecture there will leave you absolutely breathless. It is a sight to behold for sure. Okay, I'm going to take you into another Chinese choreography at the minute. I was saying about how I love Janet Gee's stuff, and here is another one from her. We're going to have a bit of a Lady Gaga fix next. The dance and the song are both called Free Woman. Oh 
from Asia. Join Philip Tuesdays, 12 till 2pm for Asia In Line, the heart of Asia. Join Adrian Checkley for the All Request Show every Thursday from 8 till 10pm exclusively on Line Dancer Radio. Come and have your Sunday brunch with Gary S. Ten till twelve PM here online dance and radio. That's right, some great shows coming up as the week progresses. And we are talking about Christmas stuff. We are heading down in China this week, but uh, we are talking Christmas movies. Maybe there are certain Christmas movies you want to watch on the plane. Uh, of course, Jimmy Singh, he doesn't, he's not really an elf fan, except he loves the duet when she's in the shower. Ah, oh, the baby, it's cold outside duet. That is awesome. And uh, Jim is saying, Sandra, just in time for Christmas breakfast at Walmart. And you have some cereal. Is that Kellogg cereal there with elves on? Awesome. I like elf. I really do like that one, Jim. Uh, of course, uh, Miracle on 34th Street it is. And um, Marion Armstrong is saying this is her, f- uh, that A Wonderful Life is her favorite Christmas movie. Um, Sandra's saying, Marion, I watched the three in the GIFs every Christmas Eve. Uh, so Miracle on 42nd Street, It's a Wonderful Life. And Marion is saying that Miracle on 34th Street is another favorite that she never misses either. L- I'm just going to question you girls. Is it the original or the remake that you like? Which is the one that you like to watch of that one? Um, Willie Brown is saying that the Miracle on 34th Street is the 1994 version is one of his favorite movies of all time. Um, I think I said 42nd Street before. That's actually a bar where I live. So (laughs) my head must be wanting drinks today. Um, (laughs) But uh, I love that movie too. And uh, I think the little girl in it, she also played Matilda too. And she was a fantastic little actress. Of course, in her late 20s now, I believe she would be. Um, Jim, of course, is saying that his gif is the original Miracle on 34th Street and of course the little girl in that was the very talented Natalie Wood who grew up to be just stunning 
didn't she? I said that I love Home Alone and Sandra Burns says, Hayley, my boys like this one think it's because of all the violence. There is a little bit in that in there. Um, great for little boys, big boys too. And uh, Jim is saying, I want to know what Hayley did when she was little that this reminds her of being a child oh well, i did hatch some cheeky plans indeed but i loved home alone i actually had one of the talk boys the authentic talk boys that he had in home alone too and i also had a macaulay culkin doll that you used to pull a string on a back and he used to say uh you give up guys and all the phrases from the movie yeah i was a pretty sad child i guess <laughs> but uh, sarah jelkinen is back joining us she did compliment my voice i love you you may not say that when I start uh, totally going off on a tangent as the show goes on but the lovely Lee Hamilton is with us saying Haley's voice is lush oh coming from you with your lovely Scottish accent my darling thank you um, and Sarah's put a great gif there I'm totally in love with it thank you oh I could get big-headed watching this uh, reading these posts guys uh, your checks are in the post a big welcome gif there to you too from Jim uh, just looking at all these gifs, so many wonderful ones from Sandra and Judith is saying wonderful show hails a breath of fresh air. Marion Armstrong is saying when we're talking about Miracle on 34th Street, she prefers the remake, but she loves them both. Of course, it's a, if it's a great script, it can be great remade or not. I know a few more remakes are due to come out in 2021 of movies. I think, why would you remake that? It's so good, but I bet they're brilliant. Talking of which, I still haven't seen the new Mulan movie yet, and I'm dying to see it. And I know Jim will agree with me, if there's no Mushu in it, it may not even be worth a watch. However, I apparently it's fantastic. Fantastic. And while we are just talking about Mulan, who of course comes from China, we are going to have our last little day here, or our little bout in China. We are going to go back to Chengdu, and this is a place, as I said before, I really want to visit in real life. Fly back to Chengdu ahead of our journey, guys, before we head and leave uh, China and um, we can't leave without visiting the Chengdu research base of giant panda breeding and uh, we were talking about the expensive tours it's really cheap if you wanted to head into here it's just the equivalent of six pounds to go and see all those cuddly cubs if you can squeeze in a visit you can also go to the Jinsha site museum uh, this again cheap £7.75 to get in and this protects the 12th century BC artifacts found within its grounds. Great little quick trip around China there. Any panda fans in the house? Do you like pandas? Because uh, I have some panda facts coming up for you soon. But first, I'm going to hit on Panda Cha. Now, this is called Panda Cha, not because it has anything to do with pandas. It's actually choreographed by Peter and Alison. So P and A, hence the Panda Cha. But I really love this one. I would love to see this one danced more because it is such a cool song. Panda Cha.
Lanza Cha. And we're finishing off our little trip around China with looking at some of these gorgeous little panda cubs in Chengdu. And here we are. I'm going to go into my top 10 panda facts because they're actually really interesting animals, panda. There's a lot of things I've just learned about them. So here we go. My top 10 facts. Number one, they have great camouflage for their environment. The giant panda's distinct black and white markings have two functions, camouflage and communication. Most of the panda its face neck belly rump is white to help it hide in snowy habitats the arms and legs are black helping it to hide in shade fact number two their eyes are different to normal bears like domestic cats giant pandas have vertical slits for pupils Fact number three, cubs are well protected in their first month. Mother pandas keep contact with their cub nearly 100% of the time during their first month, with the cub resting on her front and remaining covered by her paw, arm or head. Fact number four, courageous cubs. At five months old, giant pandas learn how to climb, sometimes practicing by climbing on their mum. Oh, don't all kids climb all over their mum? Fact number five, a helping hand. They have an extended wrist bone that they use like a thumb to help them grip food. Fact number six, they spend a lot of their day eating. Sounds good to me. Giant pandas spend 10 to 16 hours a day feeding, mainly on bamboo. Fact number seven, bamboo really is critical to the panda's diet. Pandas need at least two different bamboo species in their range to avoid starvation. Fact number eight, they do occasionally eat something other than bamboo. Although pandas are 99% vegetarian, their digestive system is typical of a carvinor, car carnivore, excuse me, for <laughs> the 1% of their diet that isn't bamboo, pandas eat eggs, small animals, carrion and forage in farmland for pumpkin, kidney beans, wheat and domestic pig food. Fact number nine, pandas sometimes do handstands when they wee. This was the most interesting one I read. Sometimes to mark their scent, pandas climb a tree backwards with their hind feet until they're a full handstand upside down, enabling them to leave their scent higher up. I tell you what, that's a talent. Uh, anyone else in the chat room can pee on, while doing a handstand? If, if you can, I don't actually want to know. Don't tell me. <laughs> Fact number 10, they like to keep it regular. While we're talking about <laughs> those toilet habits of pandas, we may as well finish with this fact. On average, pandas poo 40 times a day. That sounds very time consuming. <laughs> what a way to finish off our trip <laughs> with toilet talk, of course. Uh, so I'm going to take us from that to a beautiful song by a Chinese artist. This is a dance that was choreographed by Kim Fundancer called Light Years Away. But the artist is the very talented gem. And I think this is such a beautiful song. Hey. 
闪烁，颠簸，却如此。She has such a beautiful voice. That's Jem, and she is a Chinese artist. If you want to check out more of her stuff, we are going to leave our little tour in China now. We've had a great time there, and of course, we ended up looking at those lovely pandas. We're also talking Christmas movies, and in the chat room, we have more chatter about that.、Uh, Judith Kennedy is saying you ask our favorite Christmas movies. Mine has got to be "It's a Wonderful Life," but with three others as a close second, "Home Alone." Jingle all the way, and she says this because this reminds me of your Ava Rose sleeping at mine, and we'd watch it every time. And three nativity, I love the nativity films, really love them. If you haven't seen them, anyone yet, check out the nativity films; they're so good.、Uh, she says so funny. I watch it again and again. Remember when we saw it at the cinema and couldn't stop laughing? Yep, I must explain、uh, before I finish that comment that Judith Kennedy is my mum. I don't randomly send my children to sleep. At people's houses, so that's why my daughter was sleeping at her house. We did. We saw that movie in the cinema with one of our dance friends, Nicola. It was a great movie. Took me by surprise.、Uh, Nativity. If you haven't seen those movies, watch them. You'll love them.、Uh, Ross Brown is in the chat room too. He says, "Good morning, Haley and listeners." Now tuned in while setting up my computers, etc. He says, "I didn't realize Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street was remade. I always assumed the one with Richard Attenborough was an original idea. Still love it though. Also a big fan of the Polar Express. I love the Polar Express too. That is a really good one. I went on one of these、uh, reactments one year with my kids of the Polar Express, and the train took us up to the North Pole. It was fantastic. Real train and everything.、Um, great. And、uh, Jim is just talking again about the Miracle on." 
134th Street. He says, Ross, there's actually three, but the one in the middle, most people don't wish to talk about it. It's so 70s. And Judith in the chat room is reiterating this. There are actually three versions of Miracle on 34th Street. We watched the 1973 version the other night. It wasn't a patch on the original or the Mara Wilson verse version. Well, there's news for me. I did not know that there were three. I always thought there were two. Uh, Ross always thought that the most recent one was the one. Isn't it funny how many times they remake things? Okay, we were talking about baby pandas, pandas crawling on their mum before they learned to climb trees. And Sandra Burns is saying, Haley Cameron was practicing his climbing on me at 4am this morning. Oh, that sounds so early, Sandra, but I have an image of him. How cute. Go, Cameron. And Sarah Jalkinen is saying that there are some interesting facts there. Lots of fantastic panda gifs there. I love it. And this is a great comment. HP is saying, I have visited the Chengdu Panda Research Center when I saw baby pandas in different stages of growth mainly from artificial insemination memorable place to visit i have something in common with pandas i love bamboo shoots and he's put in brackets stir fried of course oh i do love some bamboo shoots in my stir fries sometimes easy to buy canned now uh can buy them canned and just throw them in great comments and fantastic comment from uhp we're talking about a place we've been to and for you to have actually been there and share that with us. That's fantastic. So thank you for that comment. Okay, guys, how is your Italian? Because I'm going to take you off to Italy on our next leg of the journey. Again, we've been to the main places such as Rome. We are going to go to the deep south of the country next but I couldn't resist a little bit of Roman music and a little bit of Michael Bublé. Come bella c'è la luna, brille strette, strette, con butto bella passeggiando. Sotto il cielo del Roma. Down each avenue, via street or strada, you can see them disappearing two by two. On an evening Roma Do they take for espresso? Yeah, I guess so On each lover's arm a girl I wish I knew On an evening Roma Though there's grinning and mandolin in sunny Italy The beginning has just begun when the sun goes down So please meet me in the plaza near your casa I am only one and bad is much too few On an evening in Roma Don't know what the country's coming to But in Rome do as the Romans do Will you? On an evening in Roma Come bella c'è la luna Brille strette strette Come butto bella Pasteggiante 
hotter cello de Roma Don't know what the country's coming to But in Rome do as the Romans do Will you? On an evening in Roma Sotter cello de Roma On an evening in Roma Wednesday, 7pm to 9pm, Online Dancer Radio. Back to back with Kathy. Keep it here. Keep it Line Dancer Radio. Time to go around the world with Ross Brown. Join Ross on his travels Wednesday, 12 p.m. here on Line Dancer Radio. So Wednesdays are looking bright. Of course, you have Kathy Hodgson tonight back to back, Adrian Checkley, and Ross Brown is on it just after me so stay with us at 12 uh, to listen to ross's show exciting times we are just traveling to italy next we're talking christmas movies still in the chat room ross brown saying another great christmas watch is flint street nativity a hilarious performance great recommendation we might check that one out ross uh great uh gifs here of michael buble he's got a great voice hasn't he michael um (laughs) judas says there's a brilliant dance to this one by somebody called Haley wheatley yeah bella roma was one of my own and i have a very soft spot for it i taught it at a lot of workshops just an easy one and it went down so well well, um, Willie Brown is showing off his Italian skills here. Ciao, Michiamo William. And Sandra Burns is saying, not a huge fan of Michael Bublé's singing, but I think he's very funny. Ah, really? I love his voice. I think he's got a gorgeous voice. Um, so let's go. His Italian is also very good, as is Willie Brown's. So let's go to Italy. I can't speak Italian. Um, I I did tell the story once when I went on honeymoon. I, some of the words look so similar to Spanish. But one thing when you learn languages, always look out for your faux friends, your false friends or your faux amis, whatever you want to word them. Words that look like a word in another language but are something completely different. I managed to order a pizza with octopus on it uh, and it wasn't really to my liking, if I confess. So some of the words I thought I recognized in Spanish were not like the Italian words at all. Lucky we've got Willie hitchhiking with us today. So we're going to go to the deep south of the country because there is still a slice of Italy unencumbered by tourists, where roads roller coaster around cliffs above the dazzling sea, where the pasta has that extra little kick, where you stand alone before Greek temples and ancient bronzes, where you toast a belching volcano with your cappuccino, where the air is thick with legend from mountains to the sea, where the deep sanded beaches are as nature intended and where everyone still speaks Italian. Everyone except me, that must be. Or rather, they do when they're not speaking the local dialect. What's the catch? Well, for one, you'll probably have to fly Ryanair. If you've done that before, you'll know how fun that is. But we are going to go to Calabria, the knobbly toe of Italy's boot. 
It's worth every hardship. Even as you come into land mainland, it's Italy's southernmost region puts on a show. Cliffs tumbling into satin blue waters one side, bristly green mountains the other, and that's just the start. Coming up next are Amalfi-style roads, breathtaking alpine villages and beaches that kick the Adriatic coast to the curb. This is a lanky old toe, but most of your time will be spent below the bunion, the semicircular Capo Vaticana Peninsula thrusting out into the Tyrrhenian Sea. This west coast has all the drama. The east is flatter, every town has a beach, but none of them will make you lose your mind. By contrast, rocky Capo Vaticano is home to some of the Med's most beautiful coastline, with thick, sanded bays embraced by tufty, almost tropical-looking green cliffs. Ah. Oh. I really want to be here right now. Of course, we're going to see what there is to do in Calabria as we go to it. And I don't know if you're like me, I've visited Italy a few times and I've always visited like Rome, Venice, places like that in the middle. I always did wonder what was down right on the toe of that boot there and if it was worth visiting. But research today here suggests it most certainly is. And Calabria looks a fantastic place. We are going to learn a little bit more about it in a minute. But next up, I'm going to go to a dance. This one is called old beach roller coaster and the reason i've picked this one is because we're talking about all the wonderful beaches that are down in that area and also the roller coaster like roads that twist between them
was Old Beach Roller Coaster, choreographed by Martina Eke. Great choreography that one was, actually. I don't know if anyone did it in the chat room, but it was very nicely pieced together dance and a great track. And uh, in the chat room, Lee Hamilton is saying, I adored this track. Very good point. It's such a good song, eh? <laughs> okay, we are going to Italy. I, I asked about people who could speak Italian, and uh, Willie's is very good when he introduces himself, but he's saying, I'm sorry, I can only introduce myself and ask your age. That's all I remember from the two weeks of Italian I did in school 25 years ago. Oh, Willie, we were counting on you to guide us through this trip. Uh, I guess we'll be having more pizza with octopus on top at this rate. Actually, a little bit of language goes a long way. I remember, I think it was the first or second time I was going out to teach in Norway, and I thought I really should learn to speak some Norwegian but I didn't get very far and the only thing I could remember when I got there was I am a woman and it was a bit of a funny phrase by the end of the weekend because if anybody asked me anything I didn't really understand I would just say I am a woman in Norwegian <laughs> and at one point at the end of the week <laughs> they were answering for me I am a woman and we were all laughing uh, it was good it was great at least I learned that one phrase uh, you'll get us by Willie I know you will we are going right down to the bottom of Italy to the boot. Sarah Jalkinen is saying, I've been on a road trip along the coastline of Calabria, stayed in Tropea and Scylla. Uh, wow. And I've just uh, uh, shared a photo actually in the chat room of Scylla and uh, it looks amazing, Sarah. Wow. You've, you're very well traveled. And she does say totally in love with the region. Just talking about that last dance again, Lee Hamilton is also saying, I used to dance this one at country clubs. It was Dave Inglis that introduced me to the dance. Funny enough, I think Dave introduced us to it in our area too. So uh, he spread that one around too and a great recommendation it was really. Okay, while we're in Italy, I'm going to take you now to what we can do in this area. And if you want, you can take boat trips to Stromboli and its sibling, Aeolian Islands. But uh, I prefer them as the wildly theatrical backdrop to Calabria's greatest hits. Why waste hours in a boat when you can actually be slaloming through the alleys of Trapea, where a mass of Baroque palazzos jostle on a sheer cliff and a church-topped rock is stitched into the mainland by a thread of sand or sitting outside Bar della Isola on Lago Valletta watching the sun bruise the sky in a livid violet as it drops behind the stromboli still puff puffing away or mooching along the waterfront in the elegant capital Reggio Calabria. It all sounds great. And of course, you know, I would have a bar stop in that. Uh, lots of action, lots of eating, lots of drinking. And we're going to find out what is good to eat and drink too soon after this next track. This is one called Under the Sun, because that's what I'm trying to bring you today. Some sunshine. I hope I'm succeeding. It was choreographed by Kathy Chang and Sue Sue. You may remember this one. <laughs>
Ah, there we go. It doesn't matter how well our Italian is because everything's all right under the sun. And uh, I've got some more tracks coming up, but we are going to stop for a bite to eat as we travel into this beautiful Italian area. So guys, you want food? Well, Calabria takes classic Italian and adds a little kick. Chili is everything. Italy's National Academy of the Chili Pepper is in De Monte, a glistening beach resort to the north. This is the home of Nadua, bergamot and tartufo. Not mushroomy truffles, but chocolate and hazelnut gelato spheres. Oh my goodness. Filled with oozing chocolate sauce and dusted in cocoa. Find the best at Gelateria Che toi in pizzo. Trapeo's purple onions are coveted all over Italy. And up on the Sila Grande, high plateau, 100 kilometers northeast of Lamezia, is a tiny Camigliatello Silano stuffed with food shops, including Sila Fungi, uh, where shelves sag with porcini mushrooms and fiery pasta sauces. Now, for those knockouts, nip across the Sila and down to the east coast for three things. The solitary fluted column from an ancient Greek temple overlooking the ever-blue Ionian Sea at Capo Colonna. The mini rumbabas in every pasticceria in nearby Crotone and muscle-topped tagliatelle that sings of the sea at Castello di Rosetto. A honey-stoned Crusades era castle carved from the cliff at Capo Spulico. You'll want a road trip, of course. The rollicking coastal drive from Tropea to Reggio Calabria is Amalfi without the attitude. Plunging down cliff sides, wiggling through tiny fishing villages, wheeling around the foothills of the mountain range there, and zigzagging past the castle-topped bluff at Scylla, where Homer's bloodthirsty monster, Scylla, is said to have munched her way through sailors, passing through the Straits of Messina. More Dolce Vita in its toe than the rest of Europe putting put together. Nowhere matches Italy, and if anywhere deserves the name of Little Italy, then Calabria is it. Absolutely love Italy, such a beautiful, beautiful country, and what great food and ice cream and things we have been lucky enough to receive from there. And uh, we're just talking again in the chat room. I'm going to jump back in and see how we're doing hitchhikers. Willie Brown is saying, the only Norwegian I know is Tussen Tak. Well, that's a very polite phrase to have in your pocket indeed, Willie. I think that's a good one to learn. Sarah is giving uh, Willie a little round of applause for that one. Leslie Kidd is saying, morning Hayley, being tuned in from the start, but busy at work. And Lee Hamilton is saying, under the sun, and he's got some little hearts for this one. Uh, hello, Desiree Sagata. She says, hello, everyone. Appreciate your talking about my beautiful Italian country. Oh, how cool, Desiree. Uh, Desiree, thank you for joining us. Um, if you have any Italian recommendations or choreographies, let me know. I can put them into future shows. And uh, I hope I've got all these facts in place as we've visited. Certainly a beautiful country indeed. And I love the thought of La Dolce Vita. Some sweet life is certainly what we need at this time of year. And there is actually a dance called Gucci, uh, choreographed to a song called La Dolce Vita. It's choreographed by Niels Paulsen and Jessica Bostrom. And it's a cool dance. All right, this is up next.
sitter ensam när showen är slut Då kommer känslan tillbaks Går ut i natten och himlen är blå Som den kan vara after dark Jag vill ha fartfyllda heta nätter Spänning och magi Jag är här, jag är nu Dolce Vita. And uh, we have had a great time in Italy. I have had a great time in Italy. I hope you have too. Uh, certainly we will be back there in January or February. So Desiree, if you have any great song recommendations, I'd love to have them. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for this photo, Sarah Jalkinen. My pick from Tropea. So romantic. Certainly, I'm looking at that photo and the sunset and everything. It looks so rustic. Fantastic. Welcome to the chat room, Joan Ord. Lovely to see you here thank you for joining us on our travels and Sarah Jalkinen is saying love Gucci and the fact that the song La Dolce Vita is sung mostly in Swedish I think it's great when songs mix up a little bit like that for sure and uh, great Sandra Wolf there I got it I got it <laughs> okay guys so I'm gonna go on now do you remember a few weeks ago we went around the different safari parks in Africa and we rated which ones were best were you with me that week did you come to Africa well we're gonna do the same because it's getting towards Christmas time 
we're gonna go to where the snow is and test out some different ski resorts next. So I am hoping you'll enjoy traveling around them with me, figuring out which is your favorite and hopefully creating some wonderful memories. With this in mind, let's play our next track. This one is Perfect Memory. It's choreographed by Josh Talbot. in the same cold walk in December warming up your hands sundress on the front steps sun up by the lake blanket down in the backyard lying wide awake that's a memory I don't Weekdays, 8 to 9.30 a.m. UK time. It's time to wake up with Willie. Live from Scotland, join Willie Brown for breakfast on Line Dancer Radio. Every 
Thursday, all the way from Bonnie Scotland. Join Heather Barton at 4.30 to 6.30pm for a blether with Heather. Ah, we've had some great times this morning. We're going to go skiing next. Are you still with me? And don't forget, you can catch Heather uh, on our weeknight and Willie Brown every morning. His Italian is limited, but apart from that, his show is fantastic. I always tune in as I'm doing the school run, even though I don't get time to chat too. So uh, Desiree is saying, I'm very happy you liked staying here in Italy. I'm almost sure if you tried the real Italian pizza, how was it? Well, it was great. I have been to Italy before and I love your pizza there. Fantastic. Depending where you go, some places can be better than others, but fab. Certainly we love Italy. We'd love to come back there and hopefully we'll be traveling for real next year. Darren Mitchell is with us. Hello and good morning, Darren. Good morning, Hayley and all. And Joan Ord is saying, been to Venice. Beautiful place. So we are going skiing and the first ski resort we're going to go to today is actually in Italy. I'm going to nickname this the big one. We're going to go to Savinia. Uh, who's been skiing in the chat room? I would love to know if you ski, if you would like to ski, if you've never been skiing, if you would like to go, or if you never want to go skiing, if you don't fancy it. Either way, you can join me because we're just going to travel here for a bit of fun today. And here in Savinia, it looks beautiful. It opens in late October and combines its ski area with Zamat next door. Together, they usually offer skiing's biggest early winter playground, perfect for mileage-hungry intermediates. This is top-of-the-world stuff, with skiing up to a breath-stealing 3,886 metres and two big flattish bowls to explore. The cloud-crowned spike of the Matterhorn towers over both. The scenery may be wild and raw, but the skiing is most easy. Red 7, an intermediate piste that drops down a 1,828 metre, is the pick of Savinia's runs. Ski up to the terrace of the Principe del Nevi Hotel for an Eperol Spritz, or you can squeeze into the Yeti Bar to watch the footy if you prefer to do that. The best thing about here is that the views will blow your ski socks off. Seen from Italy, the Matterhorn, or aka Monte Savino, is a fearsome force of nature. And the worst thing about here is probably being so high and exposed means Savinia can be a hard hit by snowstorms sometimes. You may find yourself scuttling for cover if those winds get up. If you're skiing to Zamat though, choose a fine day, have an early lunch and head for home straight afterwards. You don't want to be marooned uh, in Switzerland when the lifts close. So, momentum price for this one, not a bad price. You could stay at the Hotel Grivola, seven nights and transfers, cost you about £595, bed and breakfast. It's our first stop today on our little tour of the ski slopes here in Italy. And up comes our next song next. While we're experiencing all this snow, let's have a snow girl Charleston. <laughs> Hey, Snow Girl, you want to be in my world? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you be my Snow Girl, I'll be your snowman.
Charleston, choreographed by Carrie Ann Earl, that one. It's a great little beginner on that one. I haven't done that one in ages. But it seems perfect while we're traveling through some ski resorts. I'm going to take you on some journeys and see which your favorite one was. We started off in Italy at that very big one in Savinia, and I hope you enjoyed it there. I'm going to just check into the chat room again, see how we're doing, hitchhikers. Sandra Douglas is saying, never want to ski. I don't do cold. I hear you on that one, Sandra and welcome to the chat room too Sarah Jalkinen is saying the best pizza is in Napoli and uh, Desiree is saying Sarah Jalkinen in many places it's very good Sarah is agreeing with you and saying yes definitely but I've been to many places in Italy and and I just think Napoli wins on this so that was where you had your best stuff of course uh, we were talking about ice cream in a past show and um, although kind of invented by the Chinese it really was championed in Italy uh, a lot of people credit Marco Polo for inventing it and any place that brings pizza and ice cream is definitely worth a visit right it just it makes Italy even more wonderful and Desiree is actually saying it started snowing right this morning in my town oh my goodness how cold I think we always tend to think that in England we'll be colder because we're up north but we have not got a spot of snow yet Sandra Burns is saying, I've been skiing. Haley, great gif there of someone falling over. Is that what your experience was like, Sandra? I'm sure you, you did really well. And Sandra, uh, uh, Jean Robinson is next in the chat room. She says, hi, Haley and listeners. Been tuned in, but just managed to get on Facebook. Welcome, Jean. I hope you uh, don't mind coming skiing with us if you've got your ski equipment ready. Jim is saying, been skiing in its many forms. Sorry to say, downhill is my least favorite. But Jim, isn't it the easiest? No? Marion Armstrong is in the chat room saying, I've been skiing school trip to Switzerland. Loved it. Oh, wow. Cool. And Jim is saying, Ross, should we keep this theme going? And we have a snowman standing on his head, just like those pandas earlier in the show. We are doing a little tour of the resort. I'm going to take you from Italy now. We're going to go to Austria. I'm going to nickname this one the fast one. It's Hintertux Austria. And wannabe racers love Hintertux's glacier sky area, which is open all year round, actually, and buzzing by November. Uh, think catsuits and slalom gates with a side order of daredevils in the freestyle-friendly snow park. 
Is this it? You'll wonder as you arrive at the giant car park at the bottom, but jump on a lift and a secret world of high altitude snow opens up beneath spectacular pyramidal peaks. National ski teams train on the glacier at the top because its pitch is unusually steep. Mere mortals will prefer to warm up on the easier opera blues opposite. The in a normal year, uh, the Hohenhaus Tenne is heaving as the lifts close. For something more relaxed, you can grab a fireside chair in the bar of the Hotel Neuhintertux. So if, if you like to party, guys, as the lifts close, as you come off the lifts from skiing, you can go to this wonderful Hohenhaus, or if you just want a quiet drink, then the, the Neuhintertux is the one for you. Um, the best thing here is all the world-class racers flying through the ski gates at what feels like March, uh, um, what feels like the Mach 3. Uh, this is an inspiring sight uh, to watch them. So as you ride the drag lifts, you can look down and you can see this. And it's a little bit of entertainment for you there. Um, the worst thing could be that once they're done dancing at the Hohenhaus Tenny, most skiers drive or catch a bus back down the valley. And what is the result of this? Zero atmosphere from dinner time onwards. Although I think I could, would quite like that peace and quiet. Um, traveller's tip here, leave your ski boots each afternoon in one of the lockers above the Finkenberg lift for a pain-free walk to your hotel. You can do this for only £7, uh, the equivalent of £7 to hire these lockers. And uh, one week at the Hintuxerhof starts at around £841 per person, half board. Uh, you could fly to Innsbruck for around £74 return and if you want to rent a car there you're looking at around £135 for a week's rental. So this is our second venue. We've done the big one, we've done the fast one and the entertaining one. I'm going to play our next track, Fast Hearts and Slow Towns. This is another Alison and Peter choreography. Fast hearts and slow towns They light up the sundown They burn till they go out Fast hearts and slow towns Now don't
Slow Towns by Midland, choreography by Alison and Peter. And we are getting very fast on those ski slopes. We are traveling around some of the different venues you can go and the resorts around Europe just to see which one you prefer. So we've tried the big one, we've tried the fast one. We're gonna go to the cute one next. And I'm asking in the chat room if you have ever been skiing, if you want to, if you don't want to. And uh, Jean Robinson is joining in saying, never done skiing don't fancy it and I hear that because you get very cold skiing especially if you get wet you definitely need all the equipment but guess what lucky for us I am going to take us to some places that have a great set of fireside drinks restaurants so that if you're not challenging all those pieces, you can sit and chill and relax and enjoy your winter break next as I said this is I'm going to nickname the cute one we're going to go to Obergurgel in Austria still in Austria like the the last place in Hintertux we were at and uh, sure this place is purpose-built but Obergurgel's edges have been softened by pitched roofs and an old school alpine flavor. So it's no wonder you'll often find three generations of the same family holidaying together. And like I said, not always to necessarily ski, you can do different things here. At the end of a long deep valley encircled by 3,350 meter peaks, Obergurgel is cold even by alpine standards and it's the first place without a glacier to open each winter it opens usually around mid-november here's another reason why families love obergurgel the easy pieces uh, to ski them at their best while everyone else is at breakfast you can join an early morning first line program uh, 44 pounds you would you would spend to join this but it means that you can really get some quality time if you are going there to ski never mind the rather quiet apres ski bars the place to have a drink is at the circular top mountain star in the neighboring Hochgurgle. and before you ski back down up there at 3080 meters you can pretty much see forever the views there are just spectacular the quality of the snow okay now snow cannons operate on every piece and this is probably the best thing here just in case mother nature doesn't deliver and the dry frigid airs keep the covers soft and squeaky with all this fake snow or not fake snow but manufactured snow there's not much life in the resort though apart from uh, beyond I guess the cozy wraparound world of the ski hotels so if you're looking for a vibrant nightlife this place is not the place for you uh, but if you can stay off the booze on Tuesday evening and book a late supper and don't miss the night skiing on the Fest Kogel Piste three hours of bright white blistering fun is amazing for ski enthusiasts and if you want to go here, though, it's a bit pricier than the last places. SkiSolutions.com will book you seven nights here at the Edelweiss and Gurgle. And this will cost you from £1,565 per person, half board. But this does include flights and transfers if you want to try it out here. I would probably opt for a cheaper place, I must confess. But it does look just adorable.
adorable. I don't know which is your favourite place yet. Would you be sitting by the fire waiting for the skiing to finish? Would you be waiting for the entertainment? Or would you be taking the piece to yourself? I'm not a fan of the cold, but skiing is fun if you give it a shot. I've got three more, well, two more actually, venues. We're going to go to France for the last two. But while we're talking about our nice little tipples after skiing or instead of skiing, this seems like a great dance. Next, it's called Happy Hangover. It's to a song called Happy Hour and quite a new one choreographed by Tim Johnson and JP Madge. Looking back, I see a million little things that wrecked us. She never liked my pickup truck parked up beside her Lexus. And I never wore them khakis like she asked me. Just trashy old blue jeans, all score ring. She packed up her Chanel, said go to hell, taught me a lesson And now as far as she's concerned, I'm in a deep and dark depression But it's happy hour, drinking double shooters Buying whiskey sours for a pack of cougars I know I should be sadder, but it all seems silly Cause my good buddy Waylon hooked me up with some willy Yeah. 
happy hour nice new choreography boys and the dance is called happy hangover so we are going to france next and i'm just asking about everybody if you're willing to come skiing we're on this little ski tour here of some different resorts throughout europe and uh, sandra douglas is saying Jean Robinson, I may do the apres ski. Indeed, of course, this is where the drinks come in and I certainly like the sound of that. Sandra Burns is saying, Hayley, so if we do, don't want to enjoy the peast, we can just get peast in the bar. <laughs> Perfect. Sarah's got her hand up, me, me, me for the skiing. Fantastic gif there, Sarah. And Sandra Burns is saying, Hayley, I would want to do both, ski first and then have a drink in the bar. That sounds like a perfect plan to me, Sandra. Let's do that. And Ross Brown is saying, is it safe to be on the piste? Piste. <laughs> uh, we are in Tigna. We're going to Tigna in France. Uh, Tigna in November is dominated by single-minded ski addicts. They're mainlining on five-day skill courses from the likes of Snowworks, uh, who you can book with. And uh, of course, we will not forget frivolities such as the Apres Ski. Uh, it's very important. The two main villages are in a U-shaped valley overlooked by a glacier and topped by the sawtoothed 3,653 meter peak of the Grand Motte. Uh, it's a beautiful multifaceted place in which to test yourself. Great, great if you really do want to ski. The season restarts on October the 10th every year usually. Of course this year has been different like most places but uh, normally if you want to come in late November when the snow has covered more runs that way you'll ski not just the glacier but the broad never-ending double M piste as well. For many November skiers Apre means a video analysis of their parallel turns back at the chalet but if you want you can head to the Brit friendly loop bar if you need a break because this is just friendly chatter and you can put aside all the ski chat. The focus and intensity of a whole week devoted to improving your technique can be very helpful if you really do want to learn more about skiing. What's more in November, Tina usually has the snow on which to do it. Uh, having to catch a bus from the Tignard Le Lac, which is the best accommodation in the area, and then you do have to catch uh, a, a, a walk or walk or catch a little bit of transport on there to Val Clare to get to the glacier lifts. So one of the down points of this place is a little bit of the traveling to get the skiing in. But the food's great. I mean, you can buy a bowl of, a cheap bowl of veggie broth in the panoramic restaurants there and you can stuff it with croutons and grated cheese at a very reasonable price. The Tinia Chalet Company there has seven night tours. If you want to go there, you can book one for around £349 per person, half boards, and this includes your transfers, but then you'll have to book the flights. Uh, return flights to Geneva start at around £49, and that's the best way to get there through, through Geneva, through Switzerland. Um, I'm going to nickname this particular one the Improvers one because if you do really want to learn more about your skiing it's great with all the things on offer there. So I thought what, n what a more suitable dance than to play an Improver one. I had a little look at the Line Dancer charts to see what was num coming in number one for the Improver dancers at the moment and it was this one choreographed by Claire Bell and Madison Glover. It is Crystal Touch. <laughs> As a midnight moon was drifting through the lazy sway of the trees 
saw that look in your eyes Looking into the night I see what they wanted to see Darling, don't say a word I've already heard what your body's saying to mine You got a fast mood, you got a slow groove On your mind You want a man with a slow hand Ross Brown is saying, I nearly put Crystal Touch on my playlist today. Oh, I could have stolen one from you, Ross. He said, I did wonder if you were going to play Half Past Tipsy after all this pieced talk. <laughs> I'm going to take you to our last ski resort of the day. We're going to stay in France. I'm going to nickname this one the Party One. We are going to Valtoran, and uh, this place kicks off in the season at about mid-November and it kicks off with a big party. Oh, sounds good to me. And it actually keeps celebrating all the way into spring. This place is a very young, inventive and up-to-date now and again just a little bit rowdy sort of resort and it's a beautiful place if you go to look at it you need to think of it as a giant cupped hand filled with snow because it has all these mighty crags around the outside like fingertips and a soft fleshy palm would be where the pists and accommodation are found it, it just it really does look exquisite and there is something for everyone here 
uh, but intermediates really do get the lion's share of skiing with long rolling descents in every direction. Beginners will enjoy the broad nursery slope at the heart of the resort. Um, the Val Toron uh, branch of La Folie Du is one of the busiest bars in the Alps and it has champagne popping crowds of several hundred people deeply spread out from its terraces and uh, just there in the coat of snow. The lift system here in Val Toron rises above the magic 3000 meter mark in five separate places so if it's uh, pretty much wherever you ski you can get some beautiful views on the outset. The problem is the rest of the giant Three Valley ski area takes a while to catch up. In November you'll only have Valteron home slopes to ski so if you want to that area this is not the place for you. In the morning uh, you can ski down below the resort rather than heading up and you'll find the quietest pistes here. Uh, if you want to go here you can book at snowfinders.co.uk and it'll cost you around about £1,999 per person. This is half board but will include flights and transfers. So a great place if you want to go. We've been to the big one, the fast one, the cute one, the improvers one and the party one. I don't know which one would be more for you. Would you like to party? Would you like to learn how to ski? Would you like those quiet evenings by the fire with a nice warm coffee perhaps with a little bit of Baileys in it what would you like to do if you were going to head out now either way it is the time to welcome the snow unfortunately wherever we are or fortunately if you like the snow my sister adores it I'm not a fan everybody has different tastes how about you are you a fan of the snow do you like it we're going to finish off in France here with this next dance. This one is called Cha Cha Vizou. Uh, this was requested last week actually and I didn't get time to squeeze it in. It is choreographed by Audrey Flamont and Gary O'Reilly and it was one of those uh, competition winners and a lovely one it is too. It's a nice intermediate dance. Here we go. It's not the way it was
choreographed by Will Boss and Regina Chung there and uh, I'm sure everyone will be jealous of our travels today. Of course Christmas is starting, we have been skiing, we've been round the slopes and it really feels festive already. Thank you for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. If you are thinking about travelling within the next year, within 2021, then next week I'm going to be bringing you first of all some flight saving tips, ways that you can book your flights and bring the price down and of course we'll have a few more Christmas tracks sneaking in as the time goes along because it is getting to a festive time of year next week I'll also be wanting to hear if you have your trees up so if you have any pictures of your festive festive decorations to share in the chat room bring those to me next week too I'm going to finish with this festive one this one is choreographed by Philip Sobriello and Jennifer Chu it's a bit of Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus and the track is Christmas is the best. Stay with us for Ross Brown after me and have a great week until I see you next time.
Christmas is a time for sharing, knowing you've been blessed. Christmas is a time for giving, love is made of this. That's what Christmas is. Christmas is a joyful time, if you're the lucky ones. Some are blessed with gifts and trinkets, others haven't mine. Some are feasts upon the table, others haven't crumbs. There are the haves and the have-nots, and you could be either one. It's all about kindness, love and compassion. Better to Line Dancer Radio. Exclusively Line Dance. 